Welcome to That's Life, where we just celebrated Jamie's first anniversary here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I've eaten more of the anniversary cake than anyone else. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. Maybe that's why I got the uh, headache. Maybe. That's right. Let's blame it on the cake. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch, coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the glorious Lower East Side. On this beautiful Thursday, Boker Tov to Avrami. Boker Tov to you and all the listeners. How are you, sir? Baruch Hashem, doing well. Yeah? I was a little sluggish this morning, but it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, talk about sluggish. I am like the queen of slug right now with all this uh, migraine medication I have taken. By the way, you know who is not sluggish? Who are not sluggish, I should say? Uh, the birds. Yes, if you hear the noise in the background, it's not an illusion. There's nothing wrong with your app. Actually, there's nothing wrong with our app. It's just the birds. We usually do a bird alert or a bird update. We haven't done it in a while because, frankly, they haven't been this vocal. But my heavens, Avrami, they are insanely vocal. They've been crazy for the last couple of days. Nahum has uh, been nished happy with the birds' participation with our programming. Spring is here. Yes. Well, spring has certainly sprung with these birds. But you want to hear something crazy? Of course. Okay. So you'll indulge me for a second, but this is not the only, these are not the only birds I have in my life. Ask me what we did at the Wallach household last Friday. Did you do Shiloh Hakam? Yes, I All did. Right. Yes, we did. Okay. Now. Good things to come. Yes. Please God. But meanwhile, I had to, <laughs> I had to explain to these wildlife guys why they couldn't just, you know, grab everybody. I'm like, you don't understand. There's a process. <laughs> and the whole thing. And of course, I'm cooking chicken for Shabbos as this whole thing is going on. And the irony is making me crazy about the birds and the birds and whatever. But meanwhile, I am trying to make these quite burly gentlemen understand that this is not any other bird. This is not a classic bird removal situation. They really have to handle this properly. And I'm taking pictures of these birds and they are, but me, I have to back up 30 seconds just to tell you how we found the birds, where they were. This is not the first time that- I was going to say, you right. You've this talked is about- not the first time that birds have decided to make my home their home, okay? The first time, unfortunately, was in the hood of my oven. Right, which is quite an unfortunate place for you to make a nest, though I understand and appreciate the warmth. Really, folks, bad planning by the birds. So that didn't end perfectly, but there was no mother around, and, well, figure it out on your own. Anyway, this, however, was a crazy situation because Thursday night, Stephen and I went out for dinner, and we come back, and one of our kids is, forget that he's still up. He's, like, wandering the halls, and I'm standing in the hall, and he's standing there, and I'm about to say to him, what are you doing up? And all of a sudden, I hear chirping. There's chirping in my hall. I'm like, what is going on? And I walk into his room, and he points to his ceiling. Momish, they were like on top of the light fixture. They were in the ceiling, and what's right above him is the attic. So I'm like, oh, my God, there's... There's, forget that there's a nest. I mean, there's a whole family living upstairs in my attic. Nice. I mean, my dad likes to make jokes about bats in the belfry, which is a poetic, po- poetic reference, but this wasn't funny. So meanwhile, of course, my kid could not sleep in his room. And he had to go so- sleep in another part of the house because they were, they were loud. Those birds were loud. And then I had to call these guys the next day and explain to them why they just had to handle this a particular way. I'm like, you don't understand. There are only two laws in the entire Torah that you know the the reward for. And this is one of them. So they're like looking at me like I'm like I'm absolutely freaking nuts. And I said, you're just going to have to deal with it. So meanwhile, we did the whole thing and I'm taking pictures of these birds and and we get the nest out, and then the mother comes back, and she's not happy. And 
whatever. It wasn't it wasn't a smooth moment for a vegetarian, that's for sure. Um, but certainly as a mother, I mean, just all the squawking and the birds and the everything. But self call self, everyone got out quietly and quickly and whatever. But um, my sister-in-law then came over and she's like, you know that it's a one in a million chance to be able to do, do Shiloh Khan. I'm like, I know, but with my luck, it was going to happen at some point in my lifetime. Anyway, if you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a, date from, a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter. Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. Let's do the fortune cookie. Um, I checked with the Magic 8-Ball to see if Yoni had picked a good fortune cookie, but because of the migraine medication, it clearly I was not connecting with the Magic 8-Ball well, and the Magic 8-Ball told me to concentrate harder and ask again. But I, I don't have that power of concentration today. Abram. Here we go. The fact that others are bad does not imply that you are good. Well, thanks, Confucius. You lifted me right up there. I appreciate that. I want to announce, folks, the following event taking place on Tuesday, May 31st at Nobo in Teaneck. It is a 10-course food and wine event. Um, some people have heard about it. Some people have seen the the invitation for it. I just wanted to make uh, a, a an announcement about it um, for those people who had not yet heard about it, but are big fans of the Jewish Unity Initiative and as a result of the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. The event benefits the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting and it is the FJB that funds the Jewish Unity Initiative events like the broadcast we did from Houston last year, the concert in Paris last December, and most recently our broadcast from Israel from places like the Pinachama and from Dizengoff and from Shariafo. The event is not only for wine lovers, but certainly for wine lovers, as there will be wines there from the Herzog's private collection that, is, that are wines which are unobtainable to the public. They're not available in wine stores or in, or in fancy establishments. They are available only that evening. We'd like to thank the Herzog's and thank Simon Jacob, who will be on Naomi's show tomorrow on Table for Two tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. discussing the event in detail both Simon and Jay Bookspam and the Herzogs are all donating excellent and unique and unobtainable vintages for this event alone. It is May 31st, Tuesday, May 31st, a week from this Tuesday. You can get more information by going to fjbunity.org or you can email info at fjbunity.org for more information. If you believe in the good work, of the Jewish Unity Initiative, and I know many, many of you do, and we thank you for that. Please do me a favor and come out and support the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting on May 31st at Nobo in Teaneck. Again, you can go to fjbunity.org for more information. Um, let's do some national holidays, and let's get to our guest. National holidays. I, I'm not sure how this works, Rami, but it seems that May has two national Chumas days. I know. I, I checked the calendar twice. But yes, last Friday, Erev Shabbos was National Chumas Day. And I d- right, you knew that. Okay. Um, but it, it comes up as today also. So I'm confused, but I'm happy to celebrate twice. Are you in? Sure. Yeah, I didn't bring I you like any hummus. I, I made uh, roasted carrot hummus last week. Okay, don't make a face. That Sorry. was a face. Okay. It's also I'm just unfamiliar. We're afraid of what we don't know. Or embrace what you don't know until you decide you don't like it. Uh, national, do you know what my favorite children's book is? And now you're going to get a lecture. Do you know what my favorite children's book is? I'm, you're going to tell me, so just yeah. go ahead. Green Eggs and Ham. Thank you, Jamie. Oh, I sort of know that. But and okay. why is that, Jamie? Because what do children learn? 
to try new foods because you just might like it. Let's go on. I had regular hummus last Thursday. Okay, it doesn't count. National Scooter Day is also today. It's also World Autoimmune Arthritis Day. And uh, that's a actual shout out to one of my kids. So, and Jamie's giving a a fist bump to others. So I guess there are more than one more than one person that I know who are participating in this day today. Let's get to our uh, our uh, guest on the air, who is somebody I have known for a very long time, probably longer than she would care to admit, and certainly longer than I would care to admit. And we welcome Janine Kay today to That's Life. She's the newly named director of Amit's Tri-State Region Activities. Good morning, Janine. Hi, it's great to be with you. It is a pleasure to have you on, and mazal tov to the new position. Thank you. A perfect segue, National Hummus Day, and the work of Amit in Israel. There you go. And if <laughs> and if Amit if Amit wasn't just known as the Premier Education Network, but also the Premier Hummus Network, that would have been more seamless. But uh, <laughs> but I'm sure we can work that in. Um, as many people know, Amit is the Premier Education Network in Israel, serving more than 32,000 students annually in Israel. It will be expanding its local programming and development activities in the tri-state area with the appointment a veteran nonprofit executive, Janine Kay, who joins us this morning on the phone. Janine, tell me what this expansion looks like, because as somebody on the outside lives in New York, I feel like Amit already has a presence in the tri-state area. So tell me what, where you guys have been and where you're looking forward to going. Well, thank you, first of all. Yes, Amit has a wonderful presence in the tri-state area. Um, as you know, Amit's around and have been around for 90 years, and with that, we have a wonderful cadre of volunteers and lay leaders, uh, and definitely multiple generations. Uh, we feel that we can always improve and do better, and we feel there are a lot of other people who our mission and vision resonates with them as well. Um, and what we're looking to do is do some more programs, events, activities, raise awareness for the important work of Amit. Uh, there's so many in the communities in the tri-state region who share our values, our mission, um, and we feel that uh, we'd like to share it with them. I think that uh, that that I didn't necessarily appreciate until we were able to bring JM and the AM to the Amit uh, headquarters mm-hmm. in downtown Manhattan last year. And um, shout out, by the way, to Andy Goldsmith and to Debbie Moade and to Mrs. Barbara mm-hmm. Raskoff for, for their hosting us that morning. I don't think I appreciated until that morning just how focused Amit is on education in Israel, whereas I think that I thought of it as more of a bigger network and um, and not realizing that there is this focus on education. So in moving forward in events in the tri-state area, are you going to be working on integrating more schools, more day schools in the New York area with, um, with different uh, educational uh, facilities in Israel? Well, you know, right before Pesach, uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, be one of the professional staff who helped host uh, nine educators from uh, various Amit schools around the country with their mission and goal to look at uh, different models of Limude Kodesh around the country here in the United States. And they got to visit uh, from New York to California various 
yeshivot across the country, but with a focus on the tri-state area. And what we we saw was so many similarities and uh, so much that each could learn from one another. So um, uh, the the principals visited various schools, and I think it was a learning experience for both. And I do think that uh, the resources that Amit has and a lot of the investment Amit has now uh, in education and specifically um, bringing up the level in terms of being more proactive than reactive um, and introducing some innovative uh, educational models, definitely both can uh, benefit I think the United States, and it can be a reciprocal relationship. So we're definitely looking at that as uh, somebody who's, and you are also a lay leader in terms of uh, education of your schools. You know that um, in in our area we place a tremendous focus on uh, education innovation for our children, um, and I'm blown away, literally blown away by what Amit is doing and being really um, leading the forefront in that area. So I definitely Definitely, we can, you know, I, I hope to, for there to be real partnerships. Have you been able to um, take a trip yet to the different facilities in Israel and see things firsthand? Absolutely, yes. I was fortunate enough to go uh, in March uh, and see really the depth and breadth of, of uh, the Amit Network because the Amit Network is um, focused on education and there's elementary, middle, high school, vocational schools, junior college, and there were also facilities where uh, there are children living who cannot live in their homes, and we have uh, residential homes for uh, for younger children as well as high school. Uh, so it's really holistic, uh, and what I saw just made me so proud and really feel privileged to be able to work for this, or, you know, this organization. And how much of um, Amit's annual budget comes directly from donations received in, in the diaspora? So that's a great question. Uh, so just to explain that is Amit is part of uh, a premier network, but it's it's a recognized Reshet, as we say, which is an educational institution. Ah. Um, and there are about 15 or, the, or so of those around the, in, the, in, in Israel. Okay. Um, Amit is the top on the top three of all of the uh, Reshetot, and it is the top Dati, uh, orthodox of those Russia tote. Now, the way it works is that the government does provide funding for these schools, their public schools, uh, and they, we are able to provide an education with that funds. A fine education, but what our lay leaders 90 years ago envisioned and our lay leadership today envisioned is to take that one step further, um, in enabling them to, ex to excel and be able to really allow Israel to continue to be uh, in the forefront and be that startup nation. We're beyond startup nation, uh, as, as we know. So the, the funds that's received from the diaspora allows us to go from good decent to great. Wow. Uh, and that's really what um, the money and, and resources and our lay leadership investment allows us to do. Director of Amit's Tri-State Regional Activities, Janine Kay, joins us here this morning on That's Life. There was, a, um, there was an article recently, actually just a couple of days ago, about a teacher 
who in the New York area who was suspended from his position because Ooh. in order to help out his students on a on a book that they were reading where everyone did their own copies, he laid out the money on his own, got a very inexpensive version of the book, and then sold it to the kids for $2 a piece. They were all going to need their own uh, copies mm-hmm. anyway. And um, he got suspended for that because even though he was doing them a favor and teachers do this all the time, it was, you know, outside of the guidelines of the the Board of Ed. And part of the article talked about how on average a teacher spends $500 annually out of his or her own pocket in making improvements in the classroom to benefit their students because they know that the school is not going to be able to afford everything that they're looking for. And as a person who spent years in the classroom, I laughed because I think my husband would have been thrilled if I only spent $500 a year on my classroom. I mean, that would have been a gift. So I appreciate what you're saying about where the money or donations from the diaspora go, because we can't give enough to educate our children. That It's not that it is um, a bottomless pit. It is a, a pit worth giving to, because we all reap the benefits of a better educated child, whether it's my child or your child or somebody else's child. And so knowing that donations to Amit are do- going directly into a classroom to benefit the next ge- generation of, of Israeli children is really very, very, you know, heartwarming. Yeah, and uh, and agreed. And uh, I, I know that as my parents, uh, who are probably listening, uh, <laughs> educators, uh, I know that you give your heart and soul, and a lot of times your 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 checkbook, your pocketbook, um, because you want to do what you can uh, for the children. And and what I've found is meeting our lay leaders, meeting the principals, the administration, um, there's really this commitment that goes above and beyond. Um, I actually hosted uh, the principals that I mentioned to you that I uh, that were in the United States before Pesach um, over Shabbat. And, you know, just to hear, they're in it for just the most unbelievable of reasons, which is the way you want any educator to be. Right. Uh, and you know, to see that level of dedication, but also to see what's next. I mean, that's why the principals came, and we have delegations of principals always coming with uh, various focuses so that they're one step ahead in giving all of the children and just to, to recognize and realize that Amit's mandate is to have 70% of their school systems be within the periphery. You know, those who are not able to have and their parents can't afford uh, the the, the municipality can afford to go from good to great, and they need us to enable the kids to really uh, be the best that they can be and be, you know, active members of uh, Israeli society. No, and obviously, um, I, it's uh, it's imperative that as we raise children, I mean, I, we joke all the time, and it's 100% true that it takes it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it takes an entire nation to raise children. And it's to all of our benefit to make sure that every Jewish child receives a solid Jewish education. And certainly, our brethren in Israel deserve that and are on the forefronts of, of you know, Jewish life. And and Israel's, you know, perpetuity. That is for sure. Uh, let me also just ask you what, what might be a crazy question. You have a um, an, a great background as um, having worked at Yeshiva University and um, worked at other wonderful um, 
sources of, of education and communal life and and after graduate and, and, and Laura Shaw. There you go. No, All right, I was There Miriam. you go. Okay, good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I was gonna do I was gonna do the Laura Shaw thing in a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also um, American Friends of Nishmat and UJA. So just tell me for a second between not only your experiences in education and love of Jewish camping, which we talk about all the time, obviously, here between uh, me and Nahum, the importance uh, of the role of camping in uh, Jewish camping in our kids' lives, and all these opportunities that you've had professionally. Tell me how that shapes you in this role that you now have at Amit. Well, I think... Any opportunity to grow uh, and learn about different nonprofits uh, and also just to see mission and vision and passion in different organizations uh, allows you to grow. But it, it also um, definitely allows you to focus and be able to see uh, when an organization is doing what they need to do and kind of assessing um, how its goals and, and mission is lining up. And what I find to me, um, you know, the most interesting so far I've been here and uh, really something that I think is unique uh, here at Amit is the lay leadership involvement. And for me as a professional, you're only as good as the volunteers or the, the lay leadership. And um, in all of the places that I've worked, I've been fortunate to work with wonderful, wonderful lay leaders. Um, Amit is just different. I mean, they not only get it and they not only have a commitment, but they want new and young leaders. And they're, that's what I'm really most impressed with. They have different divisions here. Uh, they have the board and they have a new generation. They have four our students who've just finished their year in Israel uh, attending Midrash at Amit, um, allowing them to play a role. So all ages are encouraged to participate and, and to be involved and engaged. And that, for me, is uh, really very rewarding. It's so true when you talk about an army of volunteers. It takes a tremendous amount for a lay leader to step up, give of their time, as as we refer to it um, privately, there's equity and there's sweat equity. Mm-hmm. And the sweat equity is often more valuable than the equity itself. And the time and the commitment that people make toward the organization that they feel so passionately about is just... Um, you know, it, it's actually priceless because you can get so much done with people who are committed and dedicated. And also you just get perspectives from different age demographic and different life experiences and what what younger people, middle-aged, older, are looking for in an organization. You know, one of the things, we we know it's a very crowded playing field, uh, <laughs> and, and every organization is doing really meaningful work. Right. Um, but how do we uh, engage a new new areas? And by having leaders from those different age demographic and uh, life experience demographic will say it allows us really to tailor and 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 hopefully engage more and more a broader broader group um, to see the important work of Amit. I think that's also, by the way, um, 
a, a very important point that you make is that there are a lot of very good organizations out there. And this is not about a competition. It's about working in tandem because we're talking about Jewish children and we're talking about their lives and we're talking about their education. And there is a lot of love to go around and there is a lot of work to do. And so Amit has a task and being focused on that task and the importance of education and that that aspect of a Jewish child's life. Again, it's just um, it's it's heartening to see so many different worthwhile organizations, worthwhile Stuckhoat that people are ready to roll up their sleeves and say, this mm-hmm. is how I'm going to help. There's a lot of help to, that needs to be done, but this is how I'm going to help in this angle. Yeah, and I, you know, when I first came, uh, I was privileged to be able to meet with a lot of the lay leadership uh, and and past presidents. And I I think about uh, one of the one of the past presidents' remarks, and you know, I asked her how did she get involved and why is she involved, and you know, why does she spend so much of her time um, with Amit and and staying active? And you know, she said to me that she views the children of Israel as her children, mm-hmm. and just like she wants her children to have the best education uh, and have all of the resources available. She said, I'm a mother here and I'm a mother in Israel. Uh, We actually have a mother in Israel uh, program where people can become mother in Israel's grandparents in Israel, generations in Israel, uh, all kinds of things in Israel. And she said, "I, I tell people all the time, you go to Israel, you see these children, they're our children. We have mm. a responsibility. Uh, and it stays with me. You know, it stays with me when I think about the work that I want to do and, and where we want to take this organization. Um, you know, it allows, it, I, and when I went to Israel and saw the, saw the schools and saw the facilities and you realize, you know, they're, they're all our children. Uh, and Israel, we're fortunate that we have Israel to uh, allow immigrants to come. I was able to be in, uh, and see first hand what we're doing to um, absorb the French Jews who are coming um, that have a unique uh, educational system <laughs> where they were and, right. and need to be to adapt to it. Sure. So. Well, call a kavod to you and call a kavod to Amit and I wish you Major Hatzlacha, Major Hatzlacha, Janine K, Thank director. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. Director of Amit's Tri-State Regional Activities. May you go, Michael El Chayel, and continue to help Amit do its great work. Thank you so much. And my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The live lunch will start in just a few moments. Thank you for making us part of your day. Do not miss the stunt show that comes up right after the live lunch. Live lunch from 11 to 1. Stunt show, 1 o'clock, hosted by Leora Zamek. I can't wait to hear that. I had the privilege of joining Leora on the air um, to do a, a segment with her, and I very much appreciate Leora, for making that time and for including me in today's program. Full afternoon of programming, even after the stunt show is over. So do not miss a moment of that. The uh, Tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 a.m., JM and AM, live here on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, JMandAM.org. The weekly update with Malcolm Holmline at 7.40 in the morning. At the conclusion of JM and AM, Naomi with another wonderful presentation of Table for Two. She is joined by Simon Jacob, as I mentioned at the top of the show, with more information about the upcoming wine and food event to benefit the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. She also has on Yonatan 
Eisenstein, who is a pastry chef with a new location up in Washington Heights, and Feige Sprecher from the Kitchen Click. It is a sphere of format here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And so we will close with Yaf Yafisa from AKA Pella and Shalshelis Jr. off of the AKA Platinum CD. It is an acapella favorite at the Wallach household. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da